welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine, coach in life, mother of dragons, farmer's wife, all the things, Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman. And I am here with you today with Dr. Elizabeth Hughes. So recently in one of my live masterclasses at the end of the month, have you made one of those, by the way? If not, you need to come. I had a question from someone who was like, Aaron, you know, it's all well and great to talk about taking a break, but I am a single mom and I don't think that I can do it. I don't have another income and I'm worried about making it. And she asked me, do you know of any other physician moms who took a break? Well, my friend, I do. And so Dr. Hughes is here today talking about being a single mom on sabbatical. So she's going to tell her story, the ins and outs, and to let you know, yes, this is absolutely freaking possible. So excited to share this story with you. So let's get into it. Here we go. Welcome to the podcast, my fellow coach, friend, boss mom, Dr. Elizabeth Hughes. It's so great to have you here with me today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for asking me to be here, Erin. Yeah, I'm so glad. You're one of my special projects, and we'll get into that in a little bit in that topic. But tell the people out in podcasting world a little bit about yourself and what you're doing these days. Yeah. Okay. So I call myself a recovering dermatologist. I practiced dermatology for 25 years and left clinical practice at the end of 2020 to focus on two ventures, my own coaching practice, where I do work with burned out physicians who... I describe myself as Morpheus for the neos out there who, who who realize there's something else but don't know how to escape the matrix. So that's what I help people with. Take the I red take, pill. I give yeah yeah take the red pill, and uh, and then I also have a skincare product company that is dedicated to non-steroid solutions for common inflammatory skin conditions. There's a whole lot of good stuff out there that should be on the market that are scientifically studied, but don't have the steroid side effect. So that's that's the other thing I, I work on. And it's fun. I like to say I have ADHD of the soul. There's just lots to be done left. And, and while I enjoyed practicing medicine, it's not the be all to end all, right? There's a time yes. when there's a different way to bring your gifts into the world. Well, it's chapters. You know, I'm a book dragon. And so I really tear through stuff. And and as I've started about thinking about life as chapters, then it it makes sense that you're going to transition and do different things in different places with different right. people. And yeah. yeah. And make your own damn skincare products. I Look mean, come me. on. That's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, this special project that I asked you to come on was because I have somebody in my community who, you know, as I am talking about sabbatical healing and taking time away and and really being purposeful about stepping out of the arena every so often, she just looked at me and she said, it's not possible. And I was like, what? And she said, it's not possible. I'm a single mom. I live on the West Coast. You know, it's crazy expensive out here. Like, there's no way that I can do this. And so I put a call out and you answered and said, "Uh uh-oh, bad news for her. I've got to tell her I'm a single mom. And I did it. 
So that's why I brought you on today. Take us back to that time before stepping away and give people like the synopsis of what's going on. Because I think so many people think like, oh, you're probably sitting on like $2.5 million and everything was paid off. But I know that's not the case. So take us back there to that scenario in your your past life. So I I have to go back even before the the stepping away. I don't love talking about this, but I'm happy to talk about it. I was married to a person with antisocial personality disorder for a very long time. And we met when I was a freshman in college. I was a young kid, impressionable, and I just got sucked into his world. But the man lies for sport. Like, that's what he does. And it took me a very, very long time to detach myself from that. We were married all the way through the time I was in medical training. He's not in medicine, but but we managed to stay together all the way through medical school and residency. And when I finally surfaced again and became a human at the end of residency, I already knew there was something wrong. And we, you know, But I soldiered on because that's what doctors do. They soldier on even when things aren't right to their own detriment. And so I find myself, you know, with two young children and a husband where I literally don't know where he is. He's just like gone. And there's massive numbers of other women and money flying out, you know, the windows. And I don't know where it's all going. So it took an amazing wake up call for me like basically getting beaten up <laughs> not not literally um but you know hit over the head with a 2 by 4 to like point out this guy is really toxic for me but the excuses i had been using were well i've got two little kids i'll never make it on my own the kids will be better in a family all of these things. And financially, how am I going to make it? Because I was in academic practice, uh, which was my true love. And so I hung on and hung on and hung on for a long time until it became incredibly obvious that my own mental health was suffering because of him and and because of the the way medicine is practiced. And that's a whole nother thing. So I had sort of like double-ended burnout going on. Okay. So I had been a single mom then to kids. We divorced when my son was in kindergarten or maybe the beginning of fourth, first grade. And my daughter, who's five years older, was like fifth, sixth grade. So I thought my world was going to end. I just thought the moment I divorced him, because he had me so convinced that I was going to be impoverished, that we were going to lose the house and everything. And and he literally cleaned out my house. Like, I took the kids away for a weekend and I came back and it was like the Grinch stole Christmas. There were places on walls where pictures had hung and like nothing else. He took my son's bedroom furniture. <laughs> so, but what happened in that case was the kids and I, I mean, it's actually amazing because my we walked in the house and the house was empty and my daughter looks at me and says, well, now mom, we get to decorate it our way. And I was like, oh, you're right. We do. And it turned into this fun thing that we as a family did. So, you know, fast forward, life didn't fall apart. Kids are going to private schools. I live in Seattle. So like, like, so, you know, high cost of living urban area, everybody's doing fine, but medicine is turned into 
you know, what it is. And the the hospital group I was working for, a large HMO, was starting to do its gaslighting thing, the same thing that my husband had done. You're not seeing people fast enough. You know, you're the problem and why we're not profitable and and all of that stuff and, and making unreasonable clinical demands. And I was at a point in my life where there were other things happening. And I was like, this isn't right. I need to stop. I need to get out of here. And my medical assistant, she said, I don't know how long you're going to last here. She saw it months in advance. She had been around for a long time, but I'd had the same set of limiting beliefs. My kids won't eat. I won't be able to pay tuition. You know, I'll lose my house. It was the same set of financial beliefs that I had believed about my, when my ex, you know, when I divorced my ex and he cleaned me out, I believed it again about medicine that I wasn't going to survive. But again, two by four across the head, I had to go there. You know, I just had to leave because I, I basically snapped as like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to comply with this last ridiculous scheduling change that you're going to have me see even more patients than I think is reasonable. So I just, I left. Yeah. So I left. Yeah. And so you left. Did you have a big no. plan? Did you have a big stockpile no. of money? No. Okay, tell the people. So, so, I mean, what happened was on July 3rd, I walked into my office and two managers were in my office that morning when I walked in and said, you're not seeing enough patients. We need you to see more patients. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. My schedule is completely full. Nobody can get an appointment. I can't see any follow-ups for the next three months. What do you mean? I'm, you know, I'm a solo person here. You had two dermatologists here before me. What do you mean? I'm not seeing enough patients. And I just like, no. And so it was July 3rd and I went home and, you know, July 4th was a day off and I wrote my own declaration of independence. I mean, it was that fast. <laughs> like I submitted a resignation letter. as like, you know, I'm, I'm leaving. And so my only plan was I was going to go on a meditation retreat. I was going to quit <laughs> and go on a meditation retreat. And then I was going to figure it out. And it turned out to be a year long gap. And I didn't have a whole stockpile of money set aside, but there was enough. The kids stayed in private school, you know, Life didn't fall apart. We weren't eating ramen and, you know, canned chili or whatever. Cat, cat food. food. <laughs> God, no. No, the kids were fine and they were thriving. And so what did I do? I did yoga teacher training. I got a lot of coaching and I really worked really intensively on me. And it was a whole year of working on me. And I sometimes... So one of the magical things that happened was that the money for what I wanted to do kept appearing in different ways. So like, like it's hard to explain, but I was like, I really want to go do yoga teacher training. Great. There was, you know, suddenly there was an influx of money that came from places that you wouldn't expect that, that would just sort of guide me and send me on my way. I want to uh, take some in-depth writing classes. Well, you know, there we go. I found a way to do it with high quality, really, really high quality published writers for a way that I could afford. It was, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And so there was something about doing what was speaking to me that felt 
more right than worrying about whether or not the finances that were going to work out that actually made the finances work out. Mm-hmm. What's the saying? Like you live to the level of your your income or your ability. And so, you know, when it goes down or when it changes, you you swell and expand and then you crunch down a little bit as well. I know from my own experience, you know, having taken time away, it is really weird that how money flows or how you get really innovative and you find like, okay, I can't do that. But if I volunteer my time, will you give me XYZ percentage off? Or, you know, you start to get really creative if you can stay out of that, like scared scarcity mindset. And and so I would put my I would make connections and and all of a sudden I had time to go out to coffee with people and I had time to get together and one thing would lead to another and I got a contract with a malpractice insurance company to help work with physicians who were going through burnout and would I help to design a you know a program for them and that was a, you know suddenly this lucrative contract that I thought wasn't going to be there. I didn't I had no plan, but talk with one person, talk with another person and all of a sudden you're hired, you know, as a, and you've got a contract to do some work. So it was um pretty amazing. Yeah, and I think that's one thing. I teach that in my burned out to badass course, like what real authentic networking looks like. And when you're hustling, you don't have time to make those connections. Like you're just trying to tread water and not drown. But it sounds like during this time for you, that was when you were able to like lift your head up and be like, oh, there's a big wide world out here. There's a lot of other things I can do besides skin biopsies. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the biggest tragedies that I think about medical training and the, the sort of mental whammy it does on people's head is that it makes doctors believe they're good for nothing but medicine, that they have no Mm. value. If I'm not a doctor, I'm worthless. Where did that come from? Where did that come from? I mean, we are smart. We are resourceful. We are persistent by our very nature. The fact that you have an MD or a DO behind your name and you've had time to do clinical practice means that you have actually conquered something that normal mortals can't necessarily comprehend, let alone have, have any Uh, personal insight into. And yet we think that we're worthless if we're not in that system. And I think that's one of the biggest tragedies that that's part of the way I work with people is like undoing that mindset. And I see that as just a really toxic relationship that is happening in medicine. I mean, like you described with your ex, like it is pathologic. It is psychotic on some, to, to look at, I think, Doctors are the most creative, they're the most profound, just the most brilliant people. And I'm so thrilled to be a part of this group and and call myself a member of it. But it's so sad and it breaks my heart when I get on calls with people and they're like, but what else do I do? And I'm like, no, no, no. The question is not what else. The question is, you know, what can't you do? Because you can do a shit ton of things. I, I was just thinking about this before we got on because I think like we are Superman. We are, each of us is Superman, but the kryptonite is also within us. It's in our heads. It's what we think about our own power. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent it is. So going back to your break, your pause, you stepped away without a plan. You wrote your declaration of independence. I feel like I need to play Martina McBride's Independence Day in this <laughs> 
such a good song. I'll have to put it in at the end. But and and you you did the things that pulled on your heart reasonably. It's not like you went and spent a hundred thousand dollars and bought a oh, new boat that no. sat in the water and did nothing. Like you you did those things that were reasonable. You started making connections with people. You realized that you could translate your skills in other ways. And so you you kind of did work a little bit, but you it sounds like you kind of redefined your work Absolutely. during that year. And so when I went back to clinical medicine and I stayed in clinical medicine for another five years after this year-long break, I worked very part-time. I negotiated a schedule and found a place that would fit that. I had opened my coaching practice because in addition to the yoga, I had done a coaching certification and, and some energy medicine training. I mean, I sometimes joke that I put myself through a different form of medical school in that period of time. And, and I said, you know, I'm going to do this like outside the box stuff, part-time and you can't call me and I'm not coming in and I'm not available and and really set down the boundaries. And that allowed me to have this creative headspace to create businesses that were able to sustain me now. And so that five years later, I said, "Mm, the gap now between what I want from my professional life and what I can have sitting in a, a dermatology office, it was like, on two sides of an earthquake fault. You have to be on one side or the other. You're going to fall in. So I stepped over, you know, to to these to Elizabeth's side <laughs> and not on corporate medicine side and I I I got to tell you I haven't I haven't been so happy in a long time. Good. Tell me about the healing that happened in that sabbatical year for you. So I spent the first 3 or 4 months feeling like a failure. I'm going to be really honest with you, beating myself up that I had done this. There was still some of that gloom and doom. Everything's going to fall apart. Even every day, even though every day things were fine, there were, there was just a lot of self-flagellation going on. But as I slept enough, stopped worrying stopped having my brain pulled in so many directions by so many little minute things. I think that you know, I was on Epic and that little sign, you know, that little red thing that comes on that says, you've got an urgent thing that has to be looked at. You know, like there's a pathology report. It's like, I'm a dermatologist. I biopsy multiple skin cancers a day. There's always a red light. Having some of that brain space and that the ability to not have that stress system activated so many times a day, that alone was enough to just let me get my nervous system to calm down and relax. And you do that along with some intensive yoga training and and a whole variety of other things. Um, Did you get hobbies during this time? Back yeah, again in started, your life? I started writing a lot. I mean, I that was something and I still do. I mean, I could you know, I'm still working. I'm working on a book right now. So I did start writing, but I just, I loved being able to walk my kids to school every day. I mean, I, my kids think about it, the suffering, my kids were the first ones dropped off at school at the beginning of the day. And the last ones picked up, if I had to pick them up and I didn't have the nanny picking them up, if I had to pick them up, we were screwed because like there was, you know, there was no way I was working, you know, huge amounts of time, but my kids were being hustled out of bed and were chronically sleep deprived and they were fantastic. They were so happy. 
They really were. Isn't it amazing? I've seen that in my own children, that they're mirrors to what maybe I'm avoiding in myself. And and I can see like, what's going on with them? And then I check in with myself. I'm like, oh, now I see. (laughs) The whole home ecosystem, it definitely is interconnected. So to the female physician who prompted this conversation, what would you like to tell her if she's listening out there right now? So first off, absolutely, you can do it. And, and in fact, if you are, the more violently you're saying, no, 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 I can't, the probably the more you need to. Yeah. The world will not fall apart. Uh, you will be much better for it. You will be much better. And it's probably better to do it in a way that is structured where you have a plan for what you're going to do to work on yourself. I say yourself, not anything else, but on yourself in the time you're off rather than just snapping like I did, <laughs> just submitting a resignation with no plan. It's um, do it. That's what I'd say. Do it. You need it. Well, Dr. Elizabeth Hughes, thank you for being the proof that single moms get a break too. Tell us a little bit about the magic you're putting in the world right now and how people can come hang out with you. Yeah. So if people want to find me, my name is my website, Elizabeth Hughes, MD, Hughes like Howard Hughes. Not so crazy at least not anymore. And I do work with physicians who, as I say, want to escape from the matrix. I do something very different from most um, coaches. I don't love it, that term. Um, And I am working with a friend uh, and fellow coach on the embodied doctor, because this felt sense of wellness is something that we doctors have denied ourselves. And this is where you get that touch of it when you can step away. But uh, we are working on a program for really inhabiting wellness in our bodies. And then you can take it out into the world and be a better physician. And if you want to get any skincare products as well, beyond dermatologics.com. <laughs> well, and you're going to have to come back sometime and talk about product yeah. development and all of that sequence, because that intrigues me. I know every time we sit down and talk, I'm always like, oh, I have so many questions about the FDA and all those oh, yeah. things. We can definitely do that. All right. Well, thank you, friend, for coming on here and teaching us all how to doctor ourselves first. friend, if you think you're burned out, you probably are. But I've got some good news for you. Head on over to burntouttobadass.com where you can get a CME course. That's right. CME credits Could get yourself out of a place of burnout and back to being a total and absolute badass. You'll go through 12 different modules. You'll get to chitty chat with me on the backside and have lots of fun exercises and thought work to do to help you move from a place of just surviving to absolute thriving. So far, we've had many physicians go through the program and they absolutely love it. One of those docs the other day even mentioned to me that she went back and recently did the report card exercise. And you know the wheel of life is in there. If you followed me for half a second, it's definitely one of my top exercises. But anyway, before I give all the details away, go over to burntouttobadass.com and check out the self-paced course Same title, Burnt Out to Badass, and get you some CME hours today.
there you go. The recovering dermatologist with her ADHD of the soul, her entrepreneurial and inventor spirit shared with us today to show us that, yep, yep, you too, my friend, can take a sabbatical. As always, I want to remind you, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. See ya. See ya.